Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cody. And we are your podcast hosts coming to you from the Cvent Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Now, before we get to today's topic, you can read about today's episode on the Cvent blog at cvent.com slash podcast. And you guys, we love getting emails from you. So email us at podcast at cvent.com. That's right. Now, duty of care can appear like a seemingly dry topic, you know, almost like a to-do list. Talk about duty of care, check mark. But when you've got someone like Stephanie McNamara, the entire topic takes on a new life. Seriously, Stephanie is our favorite C-Venter, and she leads this rad team in our client success department. This episode, we're going to cover duty of care in the face of events outside of our control. So think about fires, natural disasters, that kind of thing. Now for us, this is a total nightmare. But for Stephanie, it's one that she's lived. All right, so that's enough of us. Let's get to our conversation with Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us, our fellow C-Venter and duty of care experts. We're so glad to have you on the podcast again. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks, Cody. I'm enjoying being back with you both today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to just dive right in here. So, Stephanie, can you tell us how did you get into the events industry? It actually seems like a lifetime ago now, Cody. It's funny you should ask. I actually have been in the industry now nearly 20 years. Um, I still pretend I'm in my 20s, which leads to (laughs) confusing matters. But nonetheless, I actually started, I'm one of those few people that intended to be in the events industry. I graduated with a degree in hospitality, tourism, management from Purdue University. So a shout out to my boilers out there. And with that, you know, really my initial start was in the hotel world. So the operations side of hotels, I focused a little bit on resort destinations and properties at first and realized I really didn't want to work where everyone else was on vacation. And uh, during my experience at hotels, it actually connected me with uh, a woman that was in the meetings and events industry and was kind of uh, an interesting entry point. I initially did meetings uh, that were revenue generating meetings that were really focused on medical device and diagnostic emerging technology that would change the face of medicine. And it was matching uh, entrepreneurs with venture capital and trying to get products into the marketplace, many of which here we are 20 years later, we're using today commonly. So that was a little bit about my first entry point into the meetings and events industry. And then I went on to spend about, and goodness, at that point, another 10 years doing pharmaceutical meeting and events for a variety of different companies and really would do everything from healthcare professional meetings, which were more thought leadership and research to the kind of fun side of things as you do more national sales meetings and incentives. Heck yeah, the incentive trips are where it's at, right? They are indeed. They <laughs> Always are indeed. To go on one. And all of that brought to you to here with us at Cvent, our one of our favorite colleagues and duty of care expert. Like I said, what what actually does duty of care mean? Yeah, really, duty of care is really taking care of your attendees as it prepares for the event. Uh, during the event and after the event. It's really making sure that that end-to-end experience, that everything, everyone will be safe coming to you and leaving you and making sure that ultimately your meeting will be a success. So like, uh, what would we need to do to ensure that we're being in alignment with duty of care? Well, with the duty of care, uh, there's a couple of different factors that you want to consider. It's always 
you know, on the front end, it is really looking at those risk assessments and taking a big step back and thinking about what, what are the potential risks for this event. And this could be a variety of different things, anything from natural disasters to political unrest and just climate in the, in the area. So there are definitely things that we consider in terms of how successful is the meeting or event going to be. Interesting. So you're like almost trying to predict the future. <laughs> or you, you hope are. you're not predicting the yeah. future, I guess. Is more Calculated like risk. Calculated <laughs> risk, Brooke. Yes. Okay. Going on? <laughs> okay. So with all of your years planning and executing events, I have to imagine you have a couple pretty good stories when it comes to duty of care, things that have happened, maybe fires, natural disasters. Anything good you want to tell our audience? Well, you know, there's really one as I look back that always stands out for me. And I I have to say, Cody, it goes to that incentive trip. We love the incentive trips. So nonetheless, that's one of the things that really comes to mind for me. And, you know, looking back, I had one event that was in an island destination in the fall. And we were hosting 200 couples. So it was big. It was a lot, uh, a lot of, and I shouldn't say just couples, because it's certainly with incentive trips, people will definitely, I I always loved when people would bring their parents as their guest or their sibling. So that's, or their best friend. Yeah, I'd bring you, Cody, for sure. (laughs) So nice, right? You're welcome. (laughs) Let's figure out how we get that happening for you both. Yeah. And so with that, you know, bringing in 200 couples into a destination, and this one was kind of interesting because the destination was already selected when I came in as the planner for that particular event. So, you know, when you think about that risk assessment, I I probably would have raised my hand to say September in the Caribbean, we do have a chance of a hurricane. There's There's a chance. But kind of picking up as meeting planners and event planners typically do, you kind of work with the cards that you've been dealt. And ultimately, uh, we dove right into the site visit. Uh, we were able to go down, meet with the hotel and all of the vendors that we were going to be using for that trip in the fall. And I think that is such an important piece thinking back in terms of the preparation for that particular incentive trip. Well, I think you said something interesting where you're like, I came in and the destination was already chosen for me. So, I mean, there's like a whole process that you go through when you're even choosing a destination. You're taking these things into account, it sounds like. Exactly. And, you know, there are different different options that you might choose. So with the site visit itself, what was so helpful with the site visit is going down, really understanding the property the vendors that we were going to be using and what was going to be available to us. You know, and it, even in the traditional checklist world of a, of a planner, going through what their emergency plans are. For this particular property, we felt pretty good about our chances, uh, knowing that the risk of hurricane season in the fall, because ultimately we were, it was one of those locations that was a federal location. So it was, you know, people from the island would actually come to that particular property. So ultimately, we felt really good about the risk assessment. Um, Vendors were in line. 
And one of the things that we did, we came back, we debriefed with the client and everyone was pretty positive about our plans. Obviously we're focused on fun. We had no reason to believe that we were going to have issues, even though mother nature has her own plans in mind. And what we ended up doing, um, Part of one of the things we talked about last time is always having that go, no go call prior to any event, just to make sure, hey, is there any reason why we shouldn't all get on our airplane to go and and have this incentive trip here in the next week? So we did see the storm uh, brewing out there. We didn't have any reason to think that we would be affected. The path was still a little bit unchartered and we decided ultimately to go. So packed our bags and everyone was heading to the island. I see where this story is going. I know. <laughs> so ultimately with that, it was, it was great. You know, the arrivals went nice and smooth. Everyone came in. We had a beautiful beach day, wonderful welcome reception out on the beach, watch the sunset, great local entertainment. All of the day one activities went off without a hitch. And we're still watching the news at night when we get back to our room and in the morning just to see what might be going on out there. So next morning we wake up and uh, we had actually a winner's breakfast and everyone was feeling so excited because they were getting their fabulous Maui Jim sunglasses. Heck yeah, and, that's right? always a must. I love Maui Jim. Always a must. <laughs> always a must. And right before that actual activity, my contact at the hotel had, had said, well, we, we think the storm's coming. Uh, we, we, we think that if your group wants to leave, that would be okay. Oh, my gosh. Right at that exact moment. Like, how did that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Can you walk me through, like, what was going on in your brain when you heard that conversation? It was a little panicky. I'm not going to lie. So as a planner, you're always credited for your grace under pressure, but you think, okay, I just had 200 people and their guests arrive. They are, some of them had many connections to get to this island. They are having a wonderful time. They worked so hard to earn this trip and we now need to send them home. So that was, that was a little bit to digest all at once. I have to ask you, Stephanie, were any of the actual attendees concerned and approaching you too? Because I feel like there's always that group of people that have like the radars up and can see the storm coming too. Totally. You know, it, it was interesting. It was one of those years where it had been a very active hurricane season up to that point. So, you know, ironically, I had people that needed to get back to their homes to deal with insurance adjusters from earlier in the season and things like that. So there definitely was a heightened sensitivity. And one so actually that led us right into the breakfast and talking to the main point of contact, what we ultimately ended decided to do was to offer to anyone if they wanted to leave, that we would help rearrange their schedules for them to leave. Leave the choice up to them. Correct. At that point. So the hotel said, you know, certainly they were going to waive cancellation and really work with us on the force majeure part of the contract. But ultimately, they also did anticipate that it was not going to be, uh, it ended up being a category two storm. So we felt like there would be pretty decent continuity of resources to actually extend to the guest. So it all worked out in the end, it sounds like. Did you have many people take you up on the offer to go home? 
So no one left early. We all stayed. Uh, what was interesting, you know, I, I think it's the only time I have been booed as an event planner. Oh, no. Um, as, <laughs> as we were addressing the group at breakfast that morning, you know, we had to explain to them that in the afternoon, the hotel was going to start operationalizing for the hurricane. So we would be taking beach chairs away from them as the day went on. You know, the entertainment that was scheduled for that night was not going to be coming so that they could, you know, take care of their families and put uh, priorities in place. Oh, my God. You like legit got booed by everybody? I did get booed. I did get booed. They really, they meant really well. took it out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. They just wanted to keep partying. Yeah. You know, it's their well-deserved incentive trip. But so, I mean, you came at this with a plan, right? We know that you've done this before. You had your go, no-go call. Can you imagine what that experience would have been like if you hadn't had a plan? I really can't. Um, and there are, you know, the plan is so important. And and I think what's great about the plan is it really does allow you the flexibility to simply just insert crisis. In the moment, how you deal with certain things, I, I think it's so important to just have that chain of command. And I think that's the other thing is that each time you're planning, your client contacts tend to be different. So there is a little bit of a difference in the personality side of things too and managing through that crisis. And I have to imagine, maybe, I mean, maybe not. You tell me if it's an incentive trip versus a corporate conference. I mean, you have a plan no matter what type of event it is, but maybe the reaction from the attendees is a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. Um, yes, there's always a level of seriousness when it is one of those crises. Um, but I, you know, I think this particular circumstance, because of the isolation of being on an island, that also changes things a little bit. You know, in the past, I've had where people have access to their own vehicles or more control over um, their own arrangements. You definitely see some variation. And as a planner, that really can change things too in terms of making those check-ins with your attendees so much more important to know who's here, who's gone, who do we need to account for. Wow, that's such a crazy experience. But what's the one thing that you learned from those experiences? It would certainly be the practice of grace under pressure. And, and definitely, you know, trusting your gut too, um, knowing that the chain of command is so important. So no decisions are made single-handedly. And I, I think that's a really important piece. Yeah, for me, it would be to not take it personally when you get booed. <laughs> That's a big lesson to learn, right? Yeah. That's so true. So we know the plan's important. How do planners know how to make the plan? Lots of resources out there that are available. And I always say, you know, the MPI resource is great. There are lots of resources um, through Convention Industry Council as well. So plans are super important. And most, if, it, if you are doing corporate events, your global security departments usually have excellent templates to fill out as well. And is there anything else you think that our audience needs to know when it comes to duty of care? I think it's always, always prepare. So no matter what is coming, that where, where your attention might be going in the success of the event, taking the time to make sure that your plans are in place. 
I love a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. It's always great to hear from you. And for our audience, we can link to some resources to help you make sure you're prepared for anything, including a hurricane and a destination beach location. Um, we always enjoy having you on the podcast. So thank you so much, Stephanie. Awesome, Brooke. Thanks, Cody. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Stephanie. Bye. Oh my gosh, I bet Stephanie has so many more insane event horror stories. Totally. But also, she's just really good at considering duty of care. So are they really horror stories? Hmm. I think you made a really good point there. Maybe she keeps the chaos at bay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, everyone, well, thanks for joining us this week on the How Great Events Happen podcast. To get more episodes and exclusive content, head on over to cevent.com slash podcast. And as always, Brooke and I would love to connect with you. So shoot us an email at podcast at cevent.com. And we'll see you next week for another great episode. Bye. Bye.